Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoots and Jobbers podcast. We are back with all the wrestling news. We are a bit late. We missed last week's episode. Uh, just pretty much technical delays and shit, you know. Let's just blame the coronavirus, really. It's the fault of the coronavirus. But we're back now, and we're back in style. We've got an AEW Double or Nothing edition. Just a, just a recap, reactions, pay-per-view reviews. Uh, let's jump into it. But before to we... On today. Lots. But before we start with AEW, uh, Tom, would you like to take a moment to just mention... And now that's happened in the wrestling world. Yeah, um, we we obviously we really wanted to address uh, the recent tragedies that have happened the past week in wrestling. Uh, some awful news. First of all, with Shad Gaspard, former member of Crime Time, uh, obviously with JTG in the WWE, and he's been wrestling on the Indies since 2010. Sadly, lost his life after I believe he was caught in a riptide in yeah. a beach in Something Venice like Beach. Uh, but if there is one thing to take away from the whole thing is that the guy is a complete hero because uh, he instructed lifeguards to rescue his son over him. Uh, there was like 500 people that turned up to his memorial. Over $100,000 has been made on his memorial fund. So obviously lots of support going out for Shad. Our hearts and condolences do go out to his friends, family, all his fans. And yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Shad was always great in crime time. I loved crime time back in the day, in like 2009, 2010 ish. Yeah. yeah, they were um, good. They were team. good. Yeah. Always thought they should have been tag champions, and it's a real yeah. shame to lose <laughs> Shad now. Um, and yeah. also, I think we have uh, just got to mention the obviously unfortunate event, the passing of uh, yeah. Hannah Kamira as well. Um, age 22, um, she sort of she took her own life, um, which, which, you know, is. It's absolutely fucked, and I think the whole wrestling, whole wrestling community, ev- everyone really is is absolutely shocked. I've I've literally just got chills talking about the event because it's, it's something that should never happen. And and I just want to say, mind mind what you say on online. If you don't like the podcast, or if you, like you ain't got to tell us, like just keep your fucking mouth shut. And if you don't like someone, you ain't got to tell them to. You know, you know what I mean. So you don't know the effects that are going on in everyone. So just just like have a think about shit you actually gonna say i i know everyone likes to chat a bit of shit now and again yeah but there's like you you We've just know a very talented wrestler there only yeah. 22 years old yeah, so obviously definitely. i think the whole i can speak on the whole of the community and the boys here that um yeah our hearts do go out to our friends family and and our fans as well because it's shit but we can tell you that we can lighten up the mood with this podcast today boys because i think Despite all the sadness that's happening in the world, I think, especially with the COVID situation as well, the current climate that we've just seen, especially on Saturday night with AEW, that sort of so it puts everything to one side, you know, and 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 it and you enjoy yourself when you when you escape with wrestling. So escape, live this hour or so to escape with the podcast of the boys, and let's let's, let's get into it, boys. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and so. I will say, I will also say right now. Uh, if you are anyone who has ever engaged in any sort of hatred similar to the hatred that Hannah Kimura received, then click the fuck off this podcast right now and never listen to us again because we do not want to associate with you. Fair, absolutely. That is all I'll say on that. That, that is so, completely let's get right fair. That is so good. We? I love let's, that. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Let's get into the podcast. So, gentlemen, 
AW Double or Nothing was on last night. It was it was the second annual, wasn't it? Wasn't that their first pay per view last year? Like the first pay per view ever. Yeah. yeah. All in was the last year. Yeah, but no, but they did a double or nothing last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was the second annual double or nothing and it was just great. It was brilliant, Pretty and much. especially it was a very good follow up to Money in the Bank. Obviously, yeah, WWE definitely. set some high standards with like what happened during the Money in the Bank, the whole cinematic stuff, and and you definitely. know killing Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black, throwing them off the roof. Them. Yeah, um, um, and yeah, I feel like it lived up to the expectations. I know we all yeah. went into it not knowing what was going to happen, really, didn't we? Oh yeah, definitely. Like obviously, this was AW's. Uh, this is their version of the Money in the Bank ladder match, but instead of a briefcase, they have a big poker chip, which can still be same same thing. It can still be cashed in at any time for a championship opportunity. And yeah, it was a really good match. They had a lot of creative ladder spots. I thought I thought they they have really good creativity in that AEW roster, and I think that it lent itself really well to a ladder match. I know Tom was creaming himself over a certain return, or it's not even a return, a debut that we had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't even that I was also creaming over, like when Darby <laughs> Allen did the skateboard sport. Like, that oh, was no. So good. Like, oh. That, that was what I was messaging the group chat about. I was like, that was the most unique ladder yeah. spot I've ever seen. So I love mad. when Darby uses the skateboard in his offense. It's like my favorite thing. But yeah, talking about the debut, um, Brian Cage debuted in AEW, which is a really great signing for them. Uh, if you don't know Brian Cage, he was in Lucha Underground. He was a former Impact World Champion, and he's very, very good. He's like the mix of Ryback if he was a Lucha wrestler. Like, it's he's very good. Oh, can we also... I think, especially, and I, 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 I'm someone who should have more knowledge, but I've only seen a little bit of Brian Cage. And as soon as he came out and hit Derby with that fucking F5000... So he flew him around at least what ten times. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, yeah, crazy! But I, there was a lot that happened this match. I will say the match itself was a bit like sloppy at times, a bit botchy. Uh, mm-hmm. So in that front, it was a bit, and the, the selling was also a bit weird. Like there was at times in a couple people in the ring at the time. Uh, I thought yeah. Orange Cassidy in this match was hilarious. Oh, he was brilliant. Um, I, I he as always, yeah. There was one spot where um they all ganged up on Brian Cage and put like the fence on him, they put the ladders on him, they put the big chip on him. And then like later on in the match, like after ten minutes of Brian Cage lying underneath, like Joey Janello, oh. Death Valley Driver, Orange Cassidy onto the big pile. It was oh, ludicrous. I was also crying was at also. the fact that um was it Penelope who came out? Uh no. It was, yeah. Yeah, Penelope came out, um, and obviously she's with uh, Kip Sabian at the moment. Um, who you know, he's repping, he's repping AW, repping the boys with Jimmy Havoc as well, the English lads. Um, and it was when like uh, Orange Cassidy just gave no fucks about you know pushing a woman through a ladder. I was just absolutely crying. <laughs> well, like Penelope tried to punch him. He caught her hand and then just grabbed and just started leading her back and then just let go of her, so she fell off the ladder. It was absolutely just. Yeah. So great. Uh, but yeah, in the end, Brian Cage rose from the ashes of this massive pile. He did this insane spot with Darby Allen where he yeah, put him on the ladder, then threw him outside the ring, uh, and then climbed the ladder to receive the chip. And he is 
got a world title match at some point, yes. which is a really cool and a great way to debut Brian Cage, I thought. Definitely. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. this match. And obviously really that means that... Brian Cage, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, all MVPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. And I think it's pretty much safe to say at some point, Cage will be the next AEW World Champion. Yeah, just there's no... Pretty much. I... Will he take it off... Would he take it off Moxley, or will Moxley drop it and then? I know. I reckon he'll take it off Moxley because Moxley at the moment, like he's he's seen as the most OP person in the business. Yeah, you kind of need someone. Yeah, you need someone sort. Yeah, exactly because he defeated. Obviously, he defeated. um, Bloody what's his name? Luke Harper. Uh, No, uh, Brody Lee. (laughs) Um, But. What was we'll get obviously we'll get onto that match, but what was really clever is that they didn't make Brody Lee look weak by tapping him out or pinning him. They no. just choked we'll, him we'll, out. We'll, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to say about that. But yeah. we can talk about the next match, which I believe was MGF versus Jungle Boy. If I'm correct, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I I which, love this match so much. Really surprisingly awesome match here. Like, mm-hmm. Technical, but also insanely like creatively technical. Yeah, like it was technical old school and like yeah. big impact a, sports. Like just from a, a bunch wrestling of, standpoint, this was the best match on the show. I'd say. Oh yeah, definitely. Like there was so much just creativity, creative moves that like I never would have thought of. And the way they countered each other and then they countered back and back and forth, and they were like they had great chemistry and they had real great sync with each other, and it just meant that all their moves worked so well. You've got to remember as well, like these two people are some of the. I'd say like, I mean, I mean, MJF isn't the youngest, but he's he's not as 24. experienced. Yeah, and so yeah, is Lucha, like Lucha he, Boy's. Tw- yeah, they think they mentioned. I think Talmadge mentioned this. Like, he Jungle Boy's twenty two, and you know he's mm-hmm. a youngster, but like by no means does that make MGM like this old veteran guy. Like he's still only yeah. twenty four as well. So it is really two two pretty young stars going at it. Uh, I I just absolutely love MJF. Like he's someone. He's like what the Miz. If the Miz wanted to be the Miz, he's what the Miz should have been. Like yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that makes sense. Like if the Miz wanted to be a good heel, he should have been like MJF because. Um, I remember that some of the lads who I trained with, um, Hass, who's obviously you know part of Influence Gang shit. Um, he went to a meet and greet and he waited like an hour or two to see MJF, and he goes and meets him and he comes back, and I'm like, oh, how was it? And he goes. MJF was really mean, like, like he just wasn't nice, and like, and I just remember like them saying, "Well, do you expect MJF to just switch off from being one of the best heels in the business to just?" Oh MGF yeah, you're right, mate. How are you? Kids is meet and greet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you expect. <laughs> but yeah, MJF is great. This match was very good. Really surprising. Really? Uh, I think this is MJF. Probably his MVP performance since coming mm-hmm. to AEW. Probably the same for Jungle Boy 2. Yeah, probably. Uh, I was really surprised with Jungle Boy. Yeah, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy surprised me a lot as well. Not that like, I didn't think he could do it, but like he just uh, really, really yeah. rose to the occasion. And like, he really, really put on a good yeah, show so. for himself. It was good how they finished the match as well, because it was hard to determine who was going to... Who was going to win because they're both so young and so good. And by a cheeky roll up, like the series of roll ups, it, it is good because it, it suits MGF really well as, as you know, the heel that he is, um, yeah. finding cheap ways to win. And then it also doesn't make Jungle Boy look total shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. And the, the roll-up sequence was just so good before <laughs> it got to that, that end where he grabbed his hands and, oh, it was really good. I mean, I reckon MJF could be the next world champion, realistically. I mean, he's got a big, he's got lots of wins. He's he got does. big wins over the likes of Cody, and he could face Moxley easily. Like, he's got but, behind him for management, from the fans. Like, he could easily challenge Moxley. I'd, I'd love to see that. But now we've got the introducer in the introduction of the singles championship, which is the TNT championship. Um, it's more likely that they're going to give that to people who they don't see as world champions, but still a decent champion. Someone like MJF, Darby Allen. Um, you know what I mean? Like the people yeah, who are it'll be an, who, an intermediary title, like a, a US or an intercontinental. Yeah, in but not yeah. a job a title. Like uh, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of the TNT title, that match was actually next, as it was Cody versus Lance Archer. What First of all, that? what do you guys think of the title design? It was it's terrible, but then they mentioned that. It's got to have some gold plating put on, which has yes. put on. I hope that makes it look better. I hope Wait, it does. so the title's not finished yet? No, there's meant to be no. some gold plating on it, but they didn't get to put it on because of the coronavirus. <laughs> so they just the used some red duct tape. So if anyone has not seen it, it's a red leather, and then like written now it's like silver plates and then there's a big TNT logo in the middle. It looks I like don't... a Minecraft TNT block. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much does. I don't mind it. Like, it doesn't if look the, if shit. The, I think the gold plating could help with us. It looks so indie. It looks so indie though. Like, indie. it doesn't look so like cool. a world... You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't look like it's it's from the superior brand. Like It looks like a template belt. It looks like the yeah. fucking 24-7 championship belt if, if it was not a 24-7 you know belt. What it looks like? You know what it looks like? It looks like a belt that's been named after a TV station. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Imagine, imagine if they lose their contract now after like oh, after that God, match. What's going to happen if TNT cancels? But like, to be fair, like, it's kind of smart because TNT also works for the company because... The show's called Dynamite, and they have the TNT belt, so it does kind of work. But that's not why they have it. They have it because yeah. the sh- the channel they're on just happens to be called TNT. Also, how much yeah, money do you think about. Tyson? I, I I won't lie to you, Mike Tyson. I saw him <laughs> yawning several times in that match. Right, the camera cut perfectly on him, and then it cut away quickly. How much do you think he was paid to do that? Because he clearly did not want to be there. You nah, could just he tell. If he, he didn't even, like, get, I swear he didn't even punch Jake the Snake Roberts in the face. Like, how no, funny would that have been? Jake the Snake brings his, his, his snake out at the end of the match, and then Mike Tyson just fucking knocks out his snake. And then... <laughs> yeah, I don't, see, I don't really see why they tease, like... We're gonna have Mike Tyson at ringside, and he can do whatever he wants, guys, but then he doesn't guys, do anything. It's the new Bro, TNT he championship. Like one yeah, why? That was weird. For Cody, the yeah, next he was cheering for Cody. Then he like, what was that all about? He, he clearly just didn't give a fuck. Like Mike Tyson's a fucking grass. Like, what was that all about? Tyson's <laughs> a fucking snitch. But overall, there was something about this match that I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling it. Like it was no. good at times as a whole. Like yeah. I thought it never really shifted to the next gear. I thought I they agree. had a decent performance, like both guys. But I don't know. I felt like 
Lance dominating most of the match just to lose didn't really help with the actual match itself. And I also don't well, like the fact... I, I, yeah. I'm fine with Cody winning, but I think Lance should have won the match. See, I'm the other way. Like, nah, I, I feel like um, I don't like seeing small guys beat big guys because it doesn't make sense. Like, Lance Archer is meant to be the the this behemoth, this this destructive person who's who's obviously the one of the biggest guys in in that company, and putting the belt on one of the owners of the company is just how you're gonna start scraps and you know, you know what I mean? It's like it's like us creating a, a podcast, we hiring all of WWE and being like, right, Sean's the world champion, Tom is the tag champion with me, and also the IC, and I'm the US champion. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it just doesn't quite add up. I, I don't know. I, I get that, but the reason why I disagree is because Cody has been in AEW from the start. For this full year, he's been there. He's a very, very big part in how the company and why the company's where it at today. And whenever he went for the world title last year, he lost. There was a stipulation that said he could never go for the world title again. Um, a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, he someone asked him about that, and he said, "No, I'm never going for the world title again. That stands. I had my shot. I lost it. I'm That's done fair. with the world title." Okay. So I think, so like clearly, he is committed to being like, "No, no, no, I'm not going to go back in that. I said I yeah. wouldn't do it, and I'm not going to do it." So now that there's this new belt, I think it's completely fair to give him the first one because there will be more. Like Lance Archer will get that belt eventually, but no, 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 no. I tell you what is going to happen. Lance Archer is going to be facing um, fucking what's his name who won the match, Brian Cage. Brian that would be that. That is something you can Ooh. see happening in the future down the that, line. That Two of the biggest, behemoth. and then and then even if you put a triple threat and put Luchasaurus in it, yeah, like three fucking huge the bastards. Yeah, exactly. Everyone. That's fucking money on the table. There. There. Jeff Cobb, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but with the Cody winning thing, I'll say that I don't have an issue with him being an owner and winning the company because I think, regardless of him being an owner or not, he's still one of the best in the company. Yeah, like, you yeah. Were, like Fergus, you were using that comparison. If we hired WWE guys and gave ourselves the titles, we're not the best. That's true. Yeah. Them. Whereas Cody, regardless if he's an owner, he's one of the better people in the company. And to be fair to him, in the last few months, he's put a lot of people over. Like he lost to Jericho. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He lost to MJF. And so this is a big win for him that, mm -hmm. in a way, he sort of maybe needed, maybe not. Uh, yeah. But I'm fine with him being the first. Uh, like I said, I would have preferred Lance to win uh, just because of how they built him. And I, he has a good theme song. Uh, and <laughs> uh, But Cody being it, it was fine. And I reckon he can have some good matches. Yeah. Uh, and there's a battle royal on Wednesday where... Um, the winner of that will face Cody next week in his first title defense, from what I know. Ooh. Yeah. Did they say how many in the battle royal? A hundred. I have no idea. I'd imagine like 10 or something, maybe. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be like 30. It'd probably be around 10, 15, maybe. Yeah, they do a whole Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. They start stealing every single idea WWE's ever done. Otis wins. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> you know, they're doing a. They're doing another pay per view. It's called the uh, one in one out chamber. Uh, sorry, the one in one out uh, cage. It's like the elimination chamber, but once one person's in, the other person's out. Mm, I didn't hear a thought. <laughs> no, no, neither did I. He's taking the piss. Are you taking the piss? Okay, boy. 
<laughs> Sean, did you, did you really not see he was taking the piss? You think AEW do the one in one out chamber live? I, I was like, that's not true. I looked at him. I was like, I don't know if you're serious or not. If we put right, that at the start of the video, on. yeah, let's just move on. swiftly on. Uh, the next match we had was Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford, which a uh, very short match here, but actually it was all right. I thought. Yeah, there, mean, was, there was some decent. Personally, I preferred this to the women's title match. I know. What? It's because, what? right? No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. No. The, the, the actual Penelope Ford. No, the actual wrestling in this match was perfect. Like, I, I don't know what it was, but Chris Statlander fucking destroyed it. Like, it was a, it was so good. And then when it came to the Nyla Rose versus Herakashida, I think that's how you say her name. Um, that was just like, let's, it wasn't wrestling. It was just a good match. Like, this was my, the better women's wrestling match. But the women's championship okay, was the better match. Cool. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed Kip Sabian coming out with like crutches and bandages everywhere after the ladder <laughs> match. I thought that was hilarious. Okay. Uh, yeah, Chris Atlander get Chris Atlander gets the win here with the Big Bang Theory. But overall, decent performance from both of them. I think this is one of Penelope's best performances as well since coming yeah. to AEW. I thought she really showed yeah. in this match. Uh, and yeah, uh, the next match is a very interesting ones to talk about uh mm. dustin rhodes versus sean spears now i feel like this didn't need to happen nah yeah. it was a filler it was a filler this was this was weird this was very weird yeah the whole that so spot sean comes out and yeah yeah let's start from the start well sean yeah, comes out and he he's making fun of dustin dustin's music plays sean is like uh-huh he's not actually here pranked you then his music plays again, and he's like, hey, I didn't say to play it twice. And then Dustin and Brandy actually come out. They have this match with Sean's in his boxes, and he's got Tully Blanchard on his crotch. I fully thought he had his balls hanging out at one yeah, point. Yeah, I was watching that That's the entire time. Just, just like, oh my God, I'm witnessing one of these moments that will go down in history as the time when a guy wrestled with his whole woolly hanging out. It's bollocks hanging out. show in between us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm actually seeing this. And, uh, and then, then Dustin wins with the final cut. I don't know what the movie's called now, but the final cut. Uh, the final there, reckoning? Like, yeah. Final reckoning, that's it, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know, this match didn't need to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was weird. Uh, yeah, we can move on from that right away. <laughs> Pretty much. What was next? Was it the? Uh, it was the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, Hiroko Shida versus Nyla Rose. Um, which mm. you know, I, I I was very happy with the result of this. This was I a love this match. Physical match. I this really liked this. Match. Yeah. I think too. it's probably my favorite women's match since AEW started. To be honest. That's fair. It was it was a really good match. There was a lot of a lot of violence in it. Whole lot, like it was rough. Some of those, some of those kendo, yeah. like that, that finish, that finish with the kendo stick, oh, like that's just smashing of a head. That's that's just straight up smashing someone across the head with a big giant you stick. Up. You see up. Like that's <laughs> that you can't sugarcoat that. She just she just knocked her straight out. Like she's playing baseball with her head. But I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm very happy to see that we've got. 
uh, a champion, like now the championship belt is on someone where the belt can be passed around sort of. Yeah. Because she's a good wrestler, but Nyla Rose is like this big dominant woman. Um, yeah. Whereas with like um, now Hiroka, how how do we say her name? Hikaru. Call- Hikaru. 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 Sorry. Um, Hiroka, what the fuck? <laughs> Piss off. Actually, fuck off. Um, Hikaru, like, she'll be a good, like, she'll put on some good wrestling matches. Yeah. Um, and it, it it will be interesting to see who sort of the opponents that she'll face. Um, I would like, I would really like to see her versus Chris Statlander. Um, 100%. I would love to see that match happen. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good match. Uh, what is... Chris, where's she in the rankings? Is she like just as the top five? I think. I think she's like six or something. Who is? Uh, Chris. Oh, Statlander. I think Chris is near the top five. I think yeah, because I think she, if she, yeah, it was saying before the match that if she won, she would have gotten into the top five. Especially now that Brit's injured, I think Chris will be in yeah. the main contention mm-hmm. for the title. Yeah, definitely. But that'll be a really good match. And you're right, Ferg. It is on. It is now on a champion who, no disrespect to Carol, she uh, she can drop it. She's not unbeatable. Like she'll have some good matches, but she will drop it to someone, you yeah. know, just as worthy. And then it's not on this big dominant performer who just like is unbeatable, which is really good for the title. Yeah. And Nyla dropped it in the right way, like losing it in a weapons match where yeah. It, the, yeah. there were weapons that were needed to beat her. Like she couldn't beat her without the weapons kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it I mean? wasn't a clean, just wrestling, you know. So yeah. yeah. Nyla still looks very strong here. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. But right. uh, speaking of people coming out looking strong, the next match was Moxley versus Brody Lee. And this match was incredible, I thought. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. I've got to say, like the past few weeks with uh, since Brody's debut, I haven't really felt him a bit. Like, I don't know, a lot of his promos, vin- videos, packages, and whatnot, and his matches just haven't been like really great. So I, was, I think like this match really was a make or break for him because I if agree. it's a bad I match agree. and he, yeah. if it's a bad match and he won, then he's hold- t- holding the title when he isn't putting on great matches. If it's a bad match and he loses, then he's lost this win streak and looks weak. But it needs to be a good match and it was a good match and he might have lost but he came out looking amazing he came out probably looking even better than Moxley did like he came out looking great yeah and also he didn't lose in a way to make him look weak as I said earlier so um, Ambrose sorry sorry Moxley sorry Um, they had this spot towards the end of the match where they uh, they did the what's his finisher called is it still the Dirty Deeds no Paradigm Shift sorry uh Parad- paradigm shift so we hit that and they flew through the the entranceway and like through this giant wooden block and, and like you're like oh shit they're dead um and then moxley comes up appears like ah like the undertaker um <laughs> and then um brody lee comes up with fucking blood on his face and he's like oh my god what has just happened um and then he he must have been hit with that move again and like nothing happened, so Ambrose just had to choke him out. So they didn't make it yeah. look like it was like shit. He's not going to be pinned, so I've got to just stop stop this match. However, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's a great way to 
make, make sure that, you know, as Tom said, that Mr. Brody Lee still comes out looking like just the dominant force that they want him to. And that's the best way to do it because, you know, he didn't, he didn't tap out, he didn't get pinned. He yeah. just, you know, he was just put down by that. It's a, it's a perfect way of putting someone over without talking. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like a shake of a hand or something. If you choke someone out, you're like, right, this person can't be stopped. Yeah, exactly. When you have to resort to that. Uh, because yeah, as Tom said, it was it did sort of feel like a make or break for him because obviously he comes into the company on on, on the back of you know his performances at WWE. Everyone knows him, and he comes to AEW and he starts this this dark order and he starts tearing stuff up and he he makes a lot of big statements by you know t- beating up Ambrose, taking his belt, all that. And if it was a bad match in any way, then he just that is all just stopped instantly. That that takes the wheels out from under him. So it is really good that they're able to keep it up, and you can still see him being, being you know, a threat to other people in the future, which I think is is, is great. Just some fantasy booking from my end. Uh, for this battle royal on Wednesday, why not have Brody Lee win it, and then just destroy Cody next week and win the title? Imagine how much of a dominant heel he would look like. I get that Cody's reign would be a bit of a bust because of it, but you're helping Brody Lee majorly, and I think that would be yes, really cool if they did that. that would be very cool. Mm, true. Incredible match, though, overall. Really, really, they really delivered when they needed to. Moxley, obviously, we talked about a lot about Brody here, how good he was, but Moxley, we got to say how fucking... He just rules. Moxley's fucking awesome. I'm sorry. He's so sick. <laughs> Like, there's no other way to describe it. He's been so good since coming to AEW. He's been so perfect. I, yeah, not much more we can say. Have you? Uh, but moving. Have on. you seen that clip? Okay. Sorry. sorry. Have you seen that clip on? Um, is it like the bump? I think, um, where Renee Young's getting interviewed and Dean Ambrose come. Well, John Moxley yes. sorry comes in with his cats and scares the shit out of Renee, and they're cat. all like, "Oh, oh, oh, who was that?" <laughs> Who was that? That was no, really Xavier funny. Xavier Woods and Booker T are there. They just start dying. It's so yeah. good. But like, they right. don't say it's Dean Ambrose or or John Moxley. Yeah, they can't they just com- it, obviously. It's so funny. And throughout the match, like, I have noticed this in AW. They, they don't mention WWE once. Like, they will no. never mention the name of that company because... Um, no. Um, throughout the match, they were like, um, these guys have met once in their life already. They've met several times in several locker rooms, and now these people, they've crossed paths, and now they're going face-to-face here in AEW. Yeah, yeah I noticed that a lot, too. I was wow. just like, every time there's anyone who is in WWE, I'm just like listening to see if they'd mention it, but they don't throw It's just like, oh, he's fought all around the world. Like, yeah, way off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know? um... Guys, are we ready to talk about this next match? Oh, I, I honestly don't know. I think I might need a minute. I'll put this forward now. This. There is so much to talk about. We might miss out something. So I'm just yeah. warning now. Don't oh, get we angry will. There's a lot to digest here. Let's talk yeah. about Stadium Stampede. Matt Hardy and the Elite against the Inner Circle. Immediately when it starts <laughs> out, I know this is going to be fucking sick. Oh, yeah. The second I see the cheerleaders and the inner circle running in with their jerseys, their custom jerseys, I'm like, this is going to be amazing. This, this is, is so, so good. Cool already. Yeah. It was so insane. Yeah. Also, I love, whenever they had their jerseys and Sammy Guevara came out and his number was 93, 
And then they're like, that's because he was born in 1993. I was like, <laughs> oh my fucking God, he was born in 93 and he's doing this. That's what I mean. That that makes me feel like feel like a bitch. Like yeah. I want to be. How old? How old does that make him? What? Twenty four. Twenty six. Guevara's. Tw- no, he's Max, Max not. Fergus. Yeah. Guevara's not twenty six. Twenty. Well, ninety three plus seven is tw- two thousand plus twenty is is, is twenty seven. So. It's bec- it's just because he's got such a baby face. <clears throat> Oh my yeah. gosh. Anyway, I was just gonna say like that makes me feel like a bit of an amateur. Like five years time, if I'm not doing something as fucking sick as that, I will beat up a eight years time. A horse. Sammy is the boy. Honestly, I love him yeah. so much, so fucking much. So good. Anyway, let's um let's start talking about this match. They have like a ring set up in the middle of the field. They all start brawling around. And they just um, had like cheerleaders I, just dancing around it the whole time. There's just a chick going on. Yeah, yeah, it's all so around. Just dancing around, having a like, great time. Whenever they had like the long shots where like the camera was pulled way back and you just see people running about everywhere, I'm like, I don't know if that's the wrestlers or if that's the cameramen or <laughs> who the fuck that is. <laughs> it's just chaos. <laughs> but yeah, and then we get the first. Big spot was it the was it the horse? Was it the first? Yeah, big uh, horse? Adam Page didn't enter with the rest of the elite because it turns out he was on a fucking horse because cowboy <laughs> shit. He comes out of nowhere and just chases down Sammy with the horse, which Sammy is now got Sammy. a trademark of just running away from things now. Yeah, like, that's the funniest thing ever. Like we're just like, where is he? And then like five minutes into the match, he's like, yeah, I'm here on a horse. I'm <laughs> walking. Hangman, so, so good, man. I love Hangman so doesn't much. Doesn't give a single fuck. And then um, after that, we had sort of the big spot where Matt Jackson climbed. He fucking got that ladder out of nowhere. Um, yes. And he climbed uh, on top of the crossbar on the goalpost. And then he hit a big-ass moonsault. Big moonsault. Um, awesome. Which was brilliant. And then obviously after that, it sort of cut to Hangman Page was like, Sammy, where are you? Where are you, Sammy? And then and he, he goes gets, to the bar. gets off his horse and he, he goes for a, go, oh, goes for a drink. So good. Uh, but yeah, lots of spots just all around here. Uh, I think the first, like, it kind of cuts between like different sections of the stadium to see who's fighting. I think it starts off with Matt Hardy and Ortiz and Santana who are fighting around the pool. No, before that, before that, it was Kenny Omega was, was obviously there at the same time, put through the barricade, uh, which has got the... Uh, suspended like between the two tables so they oh put, yeah it was like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so they put Omega yeah. through there and then they're like alright Matt we're coming after you and then I'll let you guys talk about this fucking the amazing... second I saw the pool I was like oh my god please be the pool of reincarnation because I watched the final deletion recently with the whole lake of reincarnation I'm like they have to do the pool of reincarnation. And they did. They dumped Matt Hardy's head in. He comes up. He's Matt Hardy version 1.0. They show the matter of fact and everything. They dunk him back down. He comes back up. He's Mattitude Matt when his theme song was the I can slap a tornado. And they dunk him back up. He comes back up. He's broken Matt Hardy and he just wails on them. And he, oh, um, what, what does he do? So I believe he, so he, put, he ties uh, one t- of them to a wheelchair. Yeah. Duct tape. No, it's a chair of wheels. 
I love how he's just like talking to him like a doctor. Like, I just want you to stay here just for a couple of days. Just rest yourself. Through the chair of wheels. (laughs) (laughs) It was so brilliant. Everything Matt Hardy does, it just yes. Yes to everything, Matt Hardy. At 45, he's already had two matches of the year since coming to AEW. Like, he's unreal. True. He's the man. But yeah, I believe then... after that is when we get Jake Hager, um, yeah, Jake Hager and Adam Page in the yeah, bar. The this bar. was probably my favorite because Jake Hager just comes in, and at first they just sit there and just start drinking together, and just having a <laughs> chat, like they're just been pals. And it looks like I don't know Jake Hager is gonna finally come around and be a good guy, and then Adam Page just punches him in the face, and they start <laughs> brawling, throw each other into the pool table. There's they do the one spot that you see in like every Western movie. Where they drag them across the bar. Jake yeah. Hager drags Adam Page across the bar. All the drinks in his face, all the glasses and everything. Oh, man. So good. It's unreal. So good. And then, yeah, and then, then Kenny me. comes back in, doesn't he? Yeah, to make the yeah. save. Yeah. Kenny comes in for the save. Uh, the break champagne bottles over his head. Yeah. They smash about they 15 that. bottles yeah. on his head. <laughs> but but we also can't like forget that at this time... Um, Matt Jackson is hitting what, like a football no, no, field comes, amount. That comes later, I believe. That comes later. I believe. Oh, does it? Sorry. Yeah, that, yeah, that comes later. Because I, I yeah, thought they're that, like that's a, he's, he starts the whole thing to talk about. He starts. That was a whole section of the match. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Also, what happened with Adam Page and Jake Hager is a uh, Kenny Omega ducked down, and Adam Page hit a buck shot. By doing the flip over Kenny and then hitting the lariat on Hager, which was just such a unique, awesome and smart way to do the box shot, I thought. Uh, and that's basically Hager taken out now. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. awesome scene. And and we can't forget Omega about to down his fucking glass of milk as well. Oh yeah, he drank milk. I <laughs> that <was so> brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, milk and, and, and whiskey. Yeah. Adam Page's whiskey and Kenny's milk and they cheers. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And that's when we then cut down to the field where we're then cutting between three at different times where it's Matt Jackson and Sammy. Well, this is where we can talk about it. Matt Jackson loves to do a thing where he Northern Lights suplexes people in a sequence. He starts doing it to Sammy. It then cuts to Jericho and Nick having a fight. They're, they're brawling. Uh, Jericho at one point gets a near fall. And he tells Aubrey Edwards, the referee, to replay the call because, like, it's a football match. They're doing every, like, football trope. Like, replay the call. Oh, that's his decision. And after Aubrey says, no, it's the two count, Joko straight up just, you're a shitty referee. (laughs) So funny. And then we cut back to Matt and Sammy. He's still going. They're, like, 50 yards down at this point. It's absolutely ludicrous and then, yeah they then, just do the football spot where like he just goes the full yeah. left of the pitch just northern lighting him the so they basically cut between Jericho and Nick and Matt and Sammy and by the time they finally cut back to Matt and Sammy Matt is taking him all the way to the other side for a touchdown yeah but, but he started celebrating and um, he did a really shit celebration and the referee was like no, that that's a penalty. That's a penalty. We're taking it fifteen yards back, and it's like fifteen yards, and then he super kicks the referee in the face. Oh, so great! I, I actually forgot about that. The type of mad that match was. I forgot a ref being super kicked. And then that and sort then... of like Sammy is is passed out, and then like yeah, and then they take out Jericho at this time, don't they? 
Yes. I think. No, does it oh, yeah. start, start believe... does it not start with the all sort kinda of start brawling sort of in and around and around the ring? Well what happens is um Sammy is completely dazed, the sprinklers turn on, he gets up and he gets no. PTSD when he turns around. <laughs> you've and... you've missed you Have missed a bit where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, um, whilst uh, Matt is hitting the suplexes, um, Nick starts throwing all the, the footballs at Jericho, oh, and then does, yeah. Adam is it Adam Page or Omega um, who comes in and and um, paints over him. Page. Yeah. yeah. Um, Page. Oh, he does. Yeah. And then they did that. They did that. They did that awesome spot where. They jumped over, like, they ran up the stadium or something. And then they, hang yeah. on, yeah. So Nick Jantz, uh, I've got a little clip here. Oh, um, yeah, he did. He does the rocky yeah. one the steps, then back. He ran, the yeah. It was so good. So he good. So that then, the table, yeah. Yeah, that's then Jericho eliminated. Then, yeah, and then and Guevara then we wakes up. Sammy. We go to Sammy, who's completely dazed. Sprinklers turn on. He wakes up and thinks he's won the match because he's just so... Yeah. He's just got head trauma from all these fucking Northern Lights suplexes he's <laughs> taken. He turns around, he's beeping, sees flashlights, and sees a ghost from his past. Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega are back on the golf cart, and it's like side by side, like a complete recreation. Like It looks identical to the original, where Matt Hardy's smiling, oh. and Jericho's got the gun fingers pointing at Sammy. They chase him down, but this time... Sammy luckily manages to get away as he climbs into the stands. Did uh, but then something worse probably happens to him like right after from Kenny Omega. Did none of you guys like want um Adam Page to run over Sammy with the horse? <laughs> Just trample I, him. As soon as I saw the horse, I was I like, thought it, I genuinely, Oh my god, you know you know what we missed? You know what we missed? We missed talking about Chris Jericho doing the Judas effect on the mascot. Oh yes! Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking died at that. Oh, that was so good. The mascot. Yeah, was that? That was just after yeah. the ball throwing. And no, he got threw into the Jaguar's yeah. mouth. Yeah. And then yeah, he was, yeah, the mascot was like, "Hey, and what you doing?" Oh, <laughs> it was brilliant. But yeah, after hey, that, at least... they start. They start bowling with Sammy in the stands, uh, and that's when Kenny yes. hits Sammy with a one-winged angel through like this board. It looks absolutely brutal, and they pin him yeah. to win the match. The Elite and Matt Hardy win. Brilliant, yeah. absolutely Five brilliant. Stars. You know what? That's up there with one of my favorite pay-per-views. I've. It's, it's, it's a, it's a long shot saying it was hundred percent better than Money in the Bank. Like Money in the Bank yeah. looks like shit yeah. because of that. Um, but like genuinely, that was one of my favorite pay per views I've ever seen. Like, yeah, hands down, one of them. Was one of my favorite matches of years, no doubt. Like, I felt like every match, even the like bad matches, I was still watching them. Like, that's still like good compared to like WWE. Like, they just had so many great matches. Just, ah, just yeah, AEW. The bar. The bar has been fucking raised to the max right now. Yeah, it's also there is been so much trashed by Haddon Page and Jake Hager. Yeah. <laughs> so that, WWE that was keeps WWE keeps trying to raise the bar with like their cinematic matches and stuff, and they are, but like 
AWS does it at Dylan <laughs> This is how to do an empty arena show. That is exactly yes. how you yes. fucking do it. Yes. That's I it. forgot at times that it was even empty arena throughout the, the night. Yeah, I forgot same. it was even empty arena. Like, it was brilliant. This went all Favorite in, matching like, years. Favorite yeah. matching years, this was. Some people would look at this as an issue, like, oh no, we've got an empty stadium, how do we do it? And AEW went, what if we had an empty stadium? Like, what if the whole fucker was empty? <laughs> <laughs> now listen, listen. Here's what I'm saying. The Khan family are also the owners of Fulham FC. I know. I'm so when AEW oh do their first UK pay-per-view stadium stampede in the Fulham Stadium. Oh, that's oh, all I'm fucking cottage. saying. All Bring I'm saying. Bring that shirt to Cottage. Oh, that'd be so great. Oh. They oh, should Tom. just do stadium stampede in a different, like, sports arena every year they should look at ice hockey then do it like a basketball one yeah like if they like, don't if they don't do this again eat like again next year then it will be it will be so disappointing like this in this way, could in a way i'll be fine with it though because this match was so good yeah, yeah. Like, i'm fine with like, this one being a unique you like, know, once in a while thing. but i do want one in the uk in the yeah, yeah. Craven Carter. Oh, mate, what are you doing? All right, all right, mate, get out of my stadium. Yeah, yeah. Go get point. And doing that in it's the middle of stupid, London. didn't it? <laughs> Bunch of like road men just in the background, like yo, fam, fam, yeah, get off, yo, fam, fam. Where's anyway. Where's Fulham? Is that Is that West London? Is it? Is it like East? He's a Chelsea fan. I think Fulham's. A Chelsea rival. Oh, Tom's frozen right now. Poor Tom. Tom. Poor Tom. Right, so there we go. That was uh, that was double or nothing. Probably like one of all of our favourite pay per views um, of the year, as we said. Um, but uh, that will do it for today's show. And something that we do want to do is get some some like you know Brit wrestlers involved or people around the community. So obviously, if there's anyone listening um, who would love to be on the podcast, um, we'd love to have you on. Um, I'm sure no one wants to be on the podcast just yet, um, but but I, I'll, I'll I'll do some things around 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 the social medias, and I'll try and get some uh, some people on. So hopefully we'll have uh, we'll have something like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I said we're a very small podcast. We're not looking for anyone that big. Like anyone, any promotion. Just we're just trying to get exposure, and we're just trying to see who will come on because I think it'd be great if we could all just get a bit of knowledge because yeah. It's kind of been lost in the first couple episodes of this podcast, but like we do want to focus on British indie wrestling. It's just hard because of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. that's what we are trying to do. So if we could get any anyone to come on the show, that'd be that that'd just be great for us. Well, but, that's yeah, that's the aim, really, isn't it? To yeah, get some exposure for them. Anyway, that, sorry. yeah, yeah, <laughs> for them, you know, help help their careers any way they can. They, you know, see what we can do. The powers that be, aka us, we're just gonna control yeah. their career. We're gonna start our own. Them. We're gonna do do a uh, what culture and start our own uh, indie company. <sighs> oh my god! Yeah, the shoots and jobbers, and we just get like MMA fighters versus like Heath Slater, and um, <laughs> and like all the jobbers. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, right, that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you all very much for being here for this special edition AW Double or Nothing review, and we will see you all next week. Bye bye. All aboard the Tomato Train. <laughs>